if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, where do you store your ketchup? Pantry or fridge? Um, we keep it in, I'm out of ketchup, so I have to, it's in the fridge. Yeah, that's where I keep it. Heinz settled a dispute saying definitely the fridge. Second, it's been just under a year since Amazon Prime members were offered a year of Grubhub for free, which meant no delivery fees for orders over 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, Grubhub has announced they're going to extend that promotion for another year. Wow. And finally, in the world of food, could the secret to avoiding jet lag be in something you eat? Forget sleeping pills and an eye mask. Chocolate could be the key. (laughs) People in this study on a 20-hour flight to Australia who ate chocolate had better sleep quality in flight, Mm. less severe jet lag, and better cognitive performance in the two days after the flight. See? Wow. We should all eat chocolate every day is what maybe, I'm saying. Maybe when someone starts, you know, losing their mind over, I don't know, a mask policy or something, they should be like, here, just have a piece of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> There's an airline. You don't want to be on the news. Yeah. You'd way rather have a piece of chocolate. <laughs> There's an airline called Lufthansa. Mm-hmm. And if they if there's any kind of a delay or they don't they can't do any in-flight service because there's no time, they hand out chocolate. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Taylor, do you remember a few weeks ago? I can't believe I forgot to mention this. I was raving about the uh, spicy honey sauce yeah. from uh, Trader honey. Joe's. It's honey with, yeah, with chili infused in it. Mm-hmm. I brought it in today. Ooh. And I also brought it. I brought in a piece of toast and a piece of string cheese. Which would you like to dip it in? Both. I'll put the string cheese on the bread and melt a little bit. Be like Is that col- good? college pizza. There, yeah, right. There <laughs> you what, go. We would do it on tortillas. All right. So we'll have the live taste test coming up in a minute. So we're going to have a little, uh, we're turning in the Food Network here. We're going to have an on-air taste test of Trader Joe's spicy honey uh, spicy honey sauce. Now, my wife and I, we became familiar with this spicy honey sauce when we were on vacation. We went to a pizza place, and one of the options they had was a four-cheese pizza with spicy honey sauce. And or do we they call like, it hot honey? Mm, I can't remember, but okay. the, but it was, a, it was a spicy honey sauce, and we were like, well, yeah, let's give that a whirl, and it was so... Good. That now so, you eat honey on your pizza all the so time, So now it's right? become a thing. Yeah, like if we if we get a pizza, I'll just I'll dip my pizza in. I don't put it on top of it. I, I I'll dip like every dip. bite. Okay. I'll dip it. I'll dip. So for okay. Taylor, for the on air taste test purposes, it's uh, I made a piece of toast with some string cheese, melted it. Okay. So it's kind of yeah. College, and I give it a college, little dip. College dorm room. Do you pizza like a there. light dip? No, like get that? a good amount more on there. than that. Get a okay. Good amount on there. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. Taylor and the. Spicy so honey sauce. I try to picture you eating pizza from like Trader Joe's. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Definitely tastes the sweet. Yeah. Oh, there comes the kick. <laughs> wow. Hmm. So, oh, oh, I'm taking that. Hmm. To be that is tickling your taste buds. I'm doing a lot of imagination work because I'm trying to picture it. Pizza instead of on Dave's organic bread with a little bit of string. <laughs> string I'm trying cheese. to picture it on cheese on pizza. That's pretty good. I like it. I told you. Mm. I told you. Wow. Here, I would like you to have the rest of the. No the, way. I get to keep it. Yeah, because I already got one at home. Thanks. There you, know there you go. You know, it's funny that I started doing something from a restaurant too. I remember one time we had um, an appetizer at a restaurant, which we normally never do, mm-hmm. but it was hummus and veggies, and the. Um, we ran out of veggies and the waitress came back and she goes, oh, wait till your pizza gets here 
and you dip the crust in the leftover hummus. <laughs> and ever since then, I crave hummus with pizza. Huh. No so kidding. now forever and ever, you're going to crave mm-hmm. honey, hot honey with and, pizza. And you may too. I may. This may be the start. Today's I'm the day. I'm telling you. I'm telling Thanks you. Thanks for bringing that in. That, that was fun. The, the, the response that I will forever love was, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a win right then. Any heroes in your life coming up? Meet Christy and how she saved not one, but two lives seven years apart. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. You have any heroes in your life? Check this out. Christy Hadfield lives in West Virginia. She works as a paramedic. Well, seven years ago, she was able to save the life of a former Marine named John when he went into cardiac arrest. He was like a security guard where she worked, and he's mm-hmm. just like, I, I don't feel so great. And she, she's like, get over here. And she puts him in the ambulance, and uh, he was having cardiac arrest. So no he, she saved him. Well, she friended him on Facebook after the ordeal because she wanted to check in on how he was doing. John's daughter, Molly, sent Christy a friend request, too. She's like, I want to get to know the woman who saved my dad's life. I want to follow her on socials. Well, fast forward seven years later. And Molly posted that she desperately needed a kidney donor to save her life. She wanted to be there for her 15-year-old daughter. Who stepped in and was the perfect match? Christy. Get out. They've never met in person, ever. How about that? She saw the post. She's like, how do I get tested to see if I was matched? She's a match. And she she gave Molly her kidney. And John and Molly... Say Christy is definitely their guardian angel. No kidding. Save both of them. What a story. Father and daughter. Could we be one step closer to the Jetsons come to life? <laughs> Flying cars are now a step closer to being a reality. I'm not making this up. A quirky looking flying road vehicle costs about $300,000 has received legal approval to fly from the federal government. No. It's called the Model A and would be able to drive on roads but take off into the sky to avoid traffic jams. No. It's 100% electric, has vertical takeoff and landing capabilities. Uh, Definitely not family friendly. It only has room for one or two people. I'm horrified. Because, you, you know, oh, now I can be distracted driving in the sky, too. <laughs> or distracted by all of a sudden this guy lands by you or takes off by you. I mean, think about that. People are terrible drivers here on terra firma. <laughs> we don't need that up in the sky. Okay, so self-depreciating humor, right? Um, I will admit I judge people for something and then I did it myself and I justified it. I, I it? made an what excuse. Do- well, I've become a huge baseball fan. I love watching baseball. And I've been at stadium, my favorite team, and been like, these people aren't even watching the game. Why would you spend money on a ticket if you're not even going to watch the game? Fast forward to we uh, were uh, on a long overdue trip to visit my husband's parents. Uh, we hadn't seen them since, I think, early January, like right after New Year's. And um, so we go see them and we take them to they live in Asheville, North Carolina. We take them to a minor league Asheville tourist baseball game. Whole family goes and my niece comes over. I haven't seen her in forever. And she comes sits sits by me. I couldn't stop talking to her. I miss (laughs) so many plays, but I was so excited to see my niece. It had been way too long. And she chose to come sit by me. 
And when we do go visit, she has limited time because she's a waitress. So like she's working a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um yeah, I I barely I don't You're now that person. I am that person. You're a talk I through the game person. I did not see I was like, oh, I knew we were losing terribly. <laughs> I did see that. Um and I would try to make myself look up for plays, but I it's it's kind of all a blur. <laughs> but I remember everything my niece said to me and everything we talked about. There you go. Well So I did it. If you're if you're going to miss a game, it, have it be not your favorite team. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> you get a free pass on that. Coming up in just a minute. Have you ever seen a tipsy hummingbird? Have you ever seen a drunk hummingbird? A hummingbird. There's been a lot of uh, animal news recently. New studies found that dolphins use baby talk just like us. Octopuses probably have dreams when they sleep. Oh, a- sure. I believe that. Yeah, they're so smart. Orangutans have their own form of beatboxing. And last but not least in animal news, hummingbirds drink an impressive amount of alcohol from fermented sugar and flowers and feeders. No kidding. And they actually get a little bit tipsy. (laughs) You wouldn't know it. No, I mean, especially flying at those speeds. Right, they fly around and would never guess that. So you don't have to say this out loud because I don't want to incriminate you in front of your better half. But what's the most you've ever played for paid for an article of clothing? Again, Mm. just get that number in your head. Mm. I don't want to incriminate you. How much would you pay for a red sweater with cowls on it? Wait till you hear how much it's going for. We'll talk about it next. Okay. How much is the most you've ever paid for an article of clothing? Don't say it out loud if your better half is there because we don't want to incriminate ourselves. But I think we've all maybe been guilty a time or two of splurging on something, right? Most women would probably say their wedding dress. Wedding dress? But I borrowed my sister's. I'm talking about you're out shopping with your bestie or something and then she convinces you to, to get that cute outfit. And you, against your better judgment, do. And then you get home, you're like, get that price tag off of there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. So, But there is a sweater that is going to sell. You're not going to believe it. Now, first, if you attach the Royals to anything, the price tag automatically shoots up, right? Well, there's an iconic sweater. I didn't even know this. But then when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remember her wearing that. Lady Di wore this red sweater with cowls on it back when I think Mm -hmm. when she and... And now King Charles, when they were courting, oh, I think she wore it. So okay. this was this was like way, way, way back when. It's going to be auctioned off soon. And they're saying that it's going to go between, are you ready for, th- for this? 40 and 70,000 pounds, which I think is like forty five to $75,000 wow. to have crazy. Lady Di's red sweater with cows on it. Which is interesting. I wonder if you talked to her in later years. Hey, what do you think of that sweater? Oh, what was I thinking? (laughs) I'm sure. Or she'll say, my grandma gave it to me and I was trying to make her happy. Right, I was being nice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't she? She was a school teacher. Right. The The kids kids, probably loved it. One of the kids gave it to me. Yes. (laughs) It'll be something like that. We got to find the backstory of the sweater. She became fashion icon, right? You would never have seen her in a red sweater with cows on it. You know, unless maybe the Royals were doing something in conjunction with Chick-fil-A. Then maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so fascinating. I wonder if it'll go into a museum or what will happen to it. I don't know, but the uh, auction house Sotheby's is saying they're expecting $40,000 to $70,000 
for the red sweater with the white cowls on it. So, Taylor, you found out more about the Lady Dies red cow sweater that yes. is going up for auction. I love you know me. I love hearing the rest of the story, and I don't know. I can't even face a world without Google. Um, so here's the deal: the true story behind Pris- Princess Diana's uh, sweater. So here's the deal: it um, it's it's red, mm-hmm. and there are white creatures on it. Mm-hmm. But they are sheep. Okay. So and there some is, type of farm creatures. <laughs> and there is one black sheep. Okay. And it's a cheeky nod, some say, to how she felt in the royal family. Uh, oh. The black sheep oh, of the so family. Oh, so now it takes on historical significance. Yes. Yeah, so this was uh-huh. in 1981. She wore it to a polo match. You can see her talking to Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York. Mm-hmm. And um, she often felt voiceless in the confines of the royal household. Hmm. And clothes were kind of a coded language where she communicated with her adoring fans. <laughs> and so that's why this black sheep sweater is so significant. But I did find out even more to the story. You can buy one right now on Poshmark used for 200 bucks. Hey, there you go. I'm wondering. It still seems like a lot of money sheep, to me. But Did the sheep have like the... Christian Dior logo on them or something. (laughs) (laughs) It was knitted by hand, piece Uh by piece. So I guess when she first wore it, it was like a $295 sweater. Can I tell you who I think the smartest two royals are? The smartest two. And they're not, I guess they're technically not even royals anymore. I think Harry and Meghan are the smartest. They just got out of there. (laughs) Mm. This ain't for us. We're done. (laughs) You you may critique what, what, that they're still milking the royal family to provide their extravagant lifestyle, whatever. But getting out of that bubble, can you imagine how nice that feels? But don't they have a new bubble in their new, t- new kind of? But it's but yeah. it's kind of self-imposed too. Yeah, I'm just saying to get to try to get out from that craziness. I I, I mean, and it would suffocate anybody. Human beings aren't supposed to have that much attention. Yeah. they're just not. So I think even that. Whether they fail at it or not, I think they're they're the smartest two of that whole group just to try <laughs> and say, like, no, we want to do it our way. I have something in my life that was a definite splurge purchase. Actually, my husband got it for me as a gift. Okay. And you probably have some of these. But if you haven't splurged on this yet, I'm telling you it's life changing. And it is AirPods. They have changed my life. The other day, I wanted to wish my sister a happy birthday. She was born on the 4th of July, and I had a ton to get done. Okay. And we really like to talk. We have a lot of fun. We hadn't caught up in a long time. And I was on the phone with her. Are you ready for this? 90 minutes. Wow. But the entire time, I kept my phone plugged in. I had one AirPod in my right ear. That's my favorite. And I got sheets out of the dryer and made up the bed. I made (laughs) broccoli salad for our 4th of July barbecue. I neatened up the house. I did the Swiffer thing. I mean, I got so much work done and got to catch up with my sister at the same time. If I had had like the the wire headphones... Mm -hmm. Then I'd have to have my phone on me the whole time. So I would have had to go put something on with pockets. And then (laughs) I probably would have choked myself about 10 times on the wire because I used to have wired Uh headphones. And the AirPods, 
changed my life. Well, your mom is so great. Your mom is listening to this and going, well, back in my day, I did all that with a phone that was attached to the wall. I know. Remember when when people (laughs) used to. 70 foot long cords. Or if it wasn't, you'd crimp your neck. Uh-huh, to hold uh-huh. it. And then some uh-huh. people in offices have that giant thing oh, to hold it phone, on your right. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your neck would just be hurting like <laughs> crazy trying to hold the phone. Jay, you kids with your fancy AirPods. And now I just walk around hands-free getting right. millions of chores done while having a blast with my sister making me laugh my head off. She's Whereas got great stories. Our ancestors had to crimp their necks walking uphill in the snow both ways. Right. <laughs> no more crimped necks for me. I'm a modern woman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, AirPods. So talking about AirPods and how much they've revolutionized your life, Taylor, they have done the same thing for me. And at first, when they first came out, I wasn't so sure, but I'll tell you what won me over next. Okay, so we're talking about AirPods. We're so hip. We're so cool. We're AirPodding. We're doing all kinds of cool things, right? Uh, Anyhow, here's why I love AirPods. I was a... um, I get, what do you call the the wire ones? Is there a name for those? The ones that you said that just wire headphones just headphones and wires. Yeah, it, yeah. I was devoted to those for years. And I was like, no, I am not switching. I'm not switching. I was afraid I was going to lose them, mm-hmm. like that they were going to pop out of my ear. However, I found these little things. They're like little rubber hooks that you put on the AirPods, and they go around your ear. No worries. Ooh, I needed one of those for a 10k I just ran. Yeah. I chose not to bring my AirPods because I'm like I'm not. You're gonna afraid have that you're going to lose them? out amongst fifty thousand runners. Yeah, well, cycling. Imagine cycling, right? I'm afraid they're going to pop out going downhill at like fifty miles an hour. I'm not going to stop and turn around to get them. So yeah. yeah, they have changed my life. It's funny. I can't wear AirPods road biking or mountain biking. I have to be focused. Oh yeah, I just put I one in. Have one ear in, so I, I can know, but I just and... I have to be too focused on. <laughs> do not kill yourself. <laughs> right, you have enough problems being focused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kev, picture this: you're given a speech, given a presentation somewhere, like maybe at your men's group at your church, and you're making reference to someone famous. Okay, and then you find out later they were in the audience. <laughs> we're going to talk about that next. So this is pretty interesting. Can you imagine if you're given a speech and you're referencing someone famous in your speech? And then you find out later they were in the audience. <laughs> well, that happened to the governor of Illinois. Um, he was giving the commencement speech at Northwestern and he re- referenced the office a bunch of times in his speech. He didn't even know that Steve Carell was in the crowd <laughs> to see his daughter graduate. That's funny. And uh, he really actually, uh, this, this governor had a lot of wisdom in what he said. The best way to spot an idiot, look for the person who is cruel. The kindest person in the room is often the smartest. So anyway, uh, that was uh, the speech that he made. And Steve Carell was there to hear all his references to the office. (laughs) Awkward. A little bit. A little bit. Have you ever felt like you were treated differently because of your age? It's not your imagination. And it's happening more often to women than men, especially if you're a woman in leadership. According to new research, women leaders were considered too young or too old, too short or too tall, too pretty or too attract unattractive, too much education or not enough. Whether they had children or were childless, the women were expected to work harder than men to prove their worth. Uh, women were held back from leadership due to being single, married or divorced. Introverted women were not seen as leaders and extroverted women were viewed as aggressive. So... It's almost like you cannot get the Goldilocks of 
the right, just the right Ray, thing. Ray, like the sweet spot. How about like she's a great leader? Like she happens to be single, or she happens to be young, or older, or whatever. But she's a great leader. But that that wasn't happening in this research. And um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what what's going to make this change. And I think it, uh, there's a lot of um, men that are making that happen already by the fact that they're so up with women. Here's some some that I have found interesting is. Um and I can't remember who it was, but there's been a couple of high profile, maybe two or three women CEOs that were moms and CEOs at the same time. And they retired. They were like, it's too much. Can't do it. I want to be a mom. It was like two or three of them. The president of uh, New Zealand did mm-hmm. that. Right. It yeah. was, and it, and they, they said it was like they didn't want to do both. Um, and there were a lot of women who were upset with them. Like, you, no, no, no. You finally made it to the top and you're doing a great job. You're killing it. And now the, the, like having that figure there uh, inspired other women. I just think it's an interesting paradigm. That, that Yeah, I feel like it's a whole different subject of what hmm. we were just well, talking about. It. But yeah, it, it made me think of it. That yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that's pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to talk to them about what did it take to get to the top of like a Fortune 500 company? Mm-hmm. And then what was it that drove your decision to say, OK, I did it, oh, but, yeah. but I'm not still not fulfilled. What 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 was the thought process that went in all of it? Have you heard the big news? We're walking our dogs all wrong. What? Yeah. We treat dog walks as a chance to accomplish two or three things at once. Gazing at our phones, chatting with a friend, listening to a podcast. It's understandable. You know, you're trying to multitask, make most of your time, right? But apparently it gets confusing for dogs who get mixed signals and you might even put your dog in danger. Like, for example, if they gobble up something dangerous when you're not paying attention, it's the dog walking equivalent to distracted driving. Uh-oh. And you're also giving up an opportunity to bond with your dog. Yeah, don't and look at your phone. Look at your dog. I was terrible at it because Alex required two walks a day, minimum mile. Yeah. Alex the Wonder Mutt. And I told it, I've done it. I would listen to podcasts. I would, and the times I would leave my phone behind and just enjoy her, mm-hmm. it was so much better. Yeah. And I, I could tell a difference in her personality. Sure. She knew your dog I didn't knows have my you're, phone. Not, you're not paying attention to yeah. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming up, are you always game for a good parenting hack? Are you always all ears when someone says they have a good parenting hack? Recently, moms and dads shared some of their favorites. And uh, some of these are pretty brilliant. Let's hear it. Uh, first, one mom said she never says, let's, let's, go, take, let's go to bed. Um, or let's head to bed or let's take a nap because, you know, a toddler is going to resist. No one. I hated naps when I was little. <laughs> but instead, this mom says, let's go check on Teddy Bear and see what he's doing. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Second. Um, How many times does that work, though? Or does the kid go, oh, look, he's wide awake. <laughs> His eyes are open. <laughs> this is um, a good one. If you've got a lot of kids, like we had five girls in my family. Uh, This mom says each of the kids have an assigned color, blue, green, pink, Mm -hmm. backpacks, lunch bags, plates, cups, towels, washcloths, etc. All color coded Mm. to prevent fighting and keep everyone organized. And uh, the last parenting hack that was really good that I saw, um, you know, almost all noisy children's toys have a speaker. Mm -hmm. Well, you cover it with some tape. And it cuts the decibel level in half and it makes the toy a lot more tolerable. Again, I wonder how long before the kid just peels it all off. <laughs> mm. Right? We we have one of our kids' old toys. I don't know how it wound up in our garage, Taylor, but one of their old toys was in our garage. And it was on the bottom of like, they, they had this big tub of, I don't know, footballs and basketballs and stuff. And this toy, I think it was when it goes, pop it. 
Slap it. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Remember that toy? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was that toy. And every now and then, it was real eerie. It would just go off. Ew. And we couldn't find it. We didn't know where it was. <laughs> you'd hear this in the garage. You'd hear. That's hilarious. You'd hear, pull it. Bop it. Stop it. <laughs> it scared me to death. Oh, it was terrifying. Especially if it was like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Gotta find that thing. Remind me to find that thing tomorrow. We'd fall asleep and forget it by the next day. So coming up in just a minute, you know those people in your life that they don't just, you know, when they do something, what they want to do it well, they excel. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who does that? Hmm. We can compare notes, but I'll tell you about one person. I'll get us started okay. in just a minute. You know, those people in your life that, that they don't just uh, you want to get things right, but they excel in everything they do. Sometimes they annoy me. Okay, but I didn't say that. So anyway, um, my friend was leaving me a Marco Polo, my friend Heidi. Um, you know, that's where you leave each other video um, voice memos, basically. So she's leaving me Marco and she's like, yeah, so what do you have going on this weekend? I'm, I'm going to be babysitting my nephew. He's coming over. And he goes, she goes, we're going, I'm not, I'm not making this up. She goes, we're going to make homemade gummy bears. And I was like, what? What? Who knew? I didn't think you could, it was even possible. And sure enough, I Googled it and you can buy these little tiny bear molds and you just make jello extra thick. And I had no idea that there was any universe where people made homemade gummy bears. And this little boy he is probably 14 months old <laughs> and she's like oh, extraordinary, <laughs> you know, like already. So what I want to know is who is like that in your life? Because I said to my husband, I go, you're not going to believe what Heidi's doing for her nephew. She's making homemade gummy bears. And I go, I go to Glenn. I go, who does that? And he goes, no, no. Heidi does that. Translation. I said to Glenn, Heidi's making everyone look bad again. <laughs> That's what you meant. That's the emotion that was That's mine. That's what you meant. <laughs> She's so, an amazing what we person. What we'd love to hear from you is which one of your friends annoys you to death and makes you look <laughs> no. bad on Instagram. We all have that person who's practically perfect in every way and you hate them for it. <laughs> Mary Kelly, it's Kevin and Taylor. What's going on, girl? Not much. How are you guys? We're doing great. We're talking about those people in our lives that they're... They, they're at least on Instagram and stuff. They seem like everything is perfect. They never do anything wrong. What can't they do? Who mm-hmm. and we all, you know, secretly hate them for it. Who, who in your life is like that? Who in my life is like that? Yeah, oh yeah. My yeah. Do you have that friend that everything they do is perfection, and you're just like, oh, they're not live on air. <laughs> Absolutely. Taylor, Taylor outed her friend Heidi. All so, I did sure. was compliment her because she made homemade gummy bears with her 14-month-old nephew. And Kevin turned it in this big, like, who else drives you crazy? And I'm like, great. My friend Heidi is listening right now. And I didn't mean it like that. First of all, Heidi Rue is low-key perfect. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you hate her for it. <laughs> there are definitely girls from college that I'm like, how how are you doing that? Like, why are you like ho- like homesteading? How are you baking bread and your children aren't killing each other in the background? <laughs> what is happening? Because <laughs> if they're homesteading, they they have a, a pen for the sheep and the goats, and then they have a pen for the kids. Exactly. That's <laughs> and they keep them in there they're while in they're the taking pen. the pictures of them baking bread. Yeah, just go outside, get in your pen. I need to make some content. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget when I met someone. Glenn was in law school. We had just gotten married. And this mom, um, she had like four kids. 
and she was making her own bread. And then she said she was making her own cheese. Wow. I'm like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> Wait. You know you can buy that stuff right. and it's just as healthy? That's what I thought Good of with grief. your friend Heidi and the gummy bears. Why would you not just buy them? I guess Unless it was you're a looking fun for something act- to kill time. Yes, it was a fun activity. She was watching him for like 10 hours. Just <laughs> trying to fill well, the hours. 20 minutes. <laughs> and she's like me. When you don't have any kids, you have no toys. So you got to make up something just like I used to get out Dance Dance Revolution every time your girls came oh, over, yeah, right, Kev. Right. All right. Well, I'm glad we had this chat. (laughs) It was really special for everyone.